Welcome to the Wildly Balanced podcast. Wildly Balanced is your weekly permission slip to do business your way. Permission to bring more life into your work-life balance, set better boundaries and stick to them sustainably, release shame and let your wild side flow. Welcome back to another episode of the Wildly Balanced Podcast. I'm just going hard this year with the guests. I think I'm posting them out of order for some reason, but this is the third episode today that I filmed. So it is my podcast batching day and I'm super excited. I've had such amazing guests so far on the podcast, so far today, and I think I'm saving the best for last. We've got Maddie O'Coin here. Maddie is a copywriter and business owner who specializes in ethical, inclusive marketing and brand storytelling. She loves writing for and working with bold brands who need their words to match their impact. She's also an anti-hustle cultural lover of creating community and passionate about diversity, inclusion, and equity. It is so good to have you here, Maddie. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to chat to you more about balance and how we can incorporate that into our business. Yes, I want to cover like all the things today, like balance, values as a business owner, staying authentic, all the things. And I think to start, I would love to hear what you're balancing currently. A little bit of everything. As most business owners would find, the seasons kind of ebb and flow. And I think specifically in January, a lot of things come up and we're taught that we need to do so many things coming into January. And obviously I'm not immune to that. I am trying to take care of this season and to not do too many things. But right now I am balancing my business, which as you mentioned, Carly is my copywriting business by Maddie O'Quain. And I'm also working on launching a membership community at the end of the month for entrepreneurs who are looking to do business differently and to come into community with other entrepreneurs who are doing the same. And also just balancing parenthood in general. I have a three-year-old and sometimes trying to run a business and also handle a three-year-old is a lot. So balancing all the things it feels like, but in terms of how it could be going, it's going really well. And I have found that over time, I've been able to find a really good flow with prioritizing myself while also being able to work on the things that I love. And so that's going really well this season. Oh my God. I love it. Mom life is no joke. I'm not a mom. I don't plan on being a mom, but I have (laughs) a lot of mom friends in my life. That is, seems like a lot. So kudos for you for that. Amazing. I want to start like at the beginning, give a little deep dive. I'm curious how you got into copywriting and how you started your business. Yeah, I love that question. In 2020, like a lot of other people, I started my first business. So my first business was focused on creating more inclusive toys for children, specifically focusing on like wooden, open-ended Montessori style toys that really centered inclusion and having tough conversations that people don't typically think to have with their children. And so I got to collaborate with a lot of cool folks around that. But Running that business, it was a lot. If you've ever owned a product-based business, you know that there's a lot that goes into that. And I was running that. And at the same time, I was meeting so many incredible entrepreneurs. And I was really able to create such a community with so many people, which was incredible. But at the same time, I found that so many entrepreneurs were focused on selling their product or selling their service and not really getting into or telling their audience about why they were in business or really sharing their story, sharing the why and sharing 
who they are at the heart of everything. I think so often we've been told in business that we really need to focus on what we're selling to be able to really sell it and to get people to, to buy. But I think that what business is at the heart of it is business is personal and business is a transaction of sorts between humans, not just from one bank account to another. And so I, in conversation with so many business owners, I really found that people were having amazing stories and just weren't sharing them. And so in combination with that and being encouraged by so many of my business friends who were like, you are so good at this and you should get into this as like a side hustle or whatever that looks like for you. And then also in combination with my kind of educational background. So I have a bachelor's degree in English and I went to grad school and did a master's of history there. So I have a really good research and strategy background and just really great at writing overall. So I put those two together and uh, where I fell into copywriting. And so it was really important for me, obviously, to be able to take my love of writing and my love for research and also my love for being able to help people and to be able to help so many entrepreneurs who were really struggling to put themselves out there and to be able to really share authentically what their business means to them and who they are behind the business. Yeah, that's a little bit about how I got into copywriting. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. I feel like with the podcast and with like life in general, I've been surrounded by so many like virtual assistants, coaches, freelancers, like copywriters, like people who are online. And I don't see very often because I don't look for it like physical product businesses. <laughs> and that's so interesting. Like I can't even imagine how much goes into that. It's a lot. And that was one of the reasons why I ended up closing that business actually last March, because at the time it just wasn't making me happy anymore. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to make enough money to outsource the tasks that I wanted to. And that was really burning me out. So I would love to take that business on again in the future once I'm able to have a team and be able to delegate some of those tasks. But copywriting kind of started out as like an extension of that as a bit of a side hustle. And I decided, you know what, I'm super passionate about this. I'm loving what I'm doing. I would really love to be able to take this full time. So that's what I did almost a year ago. And I can't believe it's been almost a year already. That's wild to me. Congratulations. Thank that's you. so fun. Thank you. So amazing. I feel like our niche here at Wildly Balance is like entrepreneurs and people who like want to get into entrepreneurship too. So it's so inspiring to see. That's why I love asking like how you got started because it's like seeing everybody's journey of how they got started and seeing like how it can flow basically. Uh, yeah, it's so interesting. And I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs, I feel like first a lot of entrepreneurs are people who weren't necessarily sure that they were going to be entrepreneurs. I, for me personally, I had a random idea. I'm a very, I don't like to say impulsive, but I guess I am a little impulsive where if I come up with an idea, I'm like, Ooh, like I need to act on that. And actually being a business owner has helped me not do that as much because I know I need time to actually launch an idea and come up with the specifics. But yeah, it came to me. My first business came to me as a random idea. And my now husband came home from work and he was like, what do you have going on right now? What's going on in your brain? And I'm like, so listen. I think I'm going to start a business. And he was like, what? <laughs> but that's just who I am. And uh, it worked out well for me. And I feel like along the way, I really loved being able to learn more about myself in entrepreneurship and to be able to discover that the strengths that I have within it that weren't necessarily being nurtured by 
the careers that I were was doing before, but it's incredible. I think so many people have gotten into entrepreneurship, especially over the course of the pandemic. And it's been so amazing to hear from so many business owners who for so many reasons have decided that entrepreneurship or freelancing is a good fit for them. And I'm really excited to see how the workforce is going to change over time, especially as we continue to move further into this decade. Totally. It's so inspiring. It's so cool to see. I feel like I'm like, quote, one of the OGs because I started my business in 2019. So like before the pandemic even hit and it's, it's cool to see like the way that it's flourishing and the way that it's growing over society. You touched on it a little bit, a common theme that I've been like hearing about. And literally, like I said, this is my third podcast today. Every single one touched on it and I love it. It's just common theme of bringing you back into your business and bringing the personality back into your business and like the people are talking about and something that I'm a firm believer of is that like tasks can be learned but like you really need to like mesh with someone and want to grow with someone as a business owner especially as a VA a VA is so personal into your business and you really need to find someone that you can trust and I imagine copywriting is like the exact same It's so real it's actually very interesting because it's not something I really thought about until I got into this role. And I think for me specifically, I just love people. (laughs) I love talking to people and I get, I love, as you've seen from my backstory, getting into this business, I really love learning more about the person behind the business. I really love learning about all those little details in the business. I have this spot on my website that talks about, I wrote the copy for it, but I can't remember exactly what it says, but it talks about how I cry on every single kickoff call with my clients because I'm a Pisces, but also because I'm a deeply emotional person who just loves all these beautiful, intimate details behind your business. And something I didn't realize until I really got into this is that apparently not a lot of people are necessarily interested in learning those details, which that's no not to be like mean to anyone, of course, that's totally like your own business and your vibe. But for me, I think what I specialize in terms of copywriting is really learning those details and also encouraging my clients to, and people, you know, who follow me on social media or wherever to really feel like they're able to put themselves into their business. I think that we have been told that, as I said earlier, that we've been told that like our business is like our product or our service, but people are so interested in learning more about you and learning about the person behind the business. And it just, I don't know, it makes it so much more unique when you can learn about the person who's making or selling your product or doing the service. I think that just makes it so much more human. And I don't know, it makes it feel like the world's a little bit smaller because we all just get to connect and it's really cool. I love that so much. Honestly, it's been like what 10 minutes of talking so far and I'm already like, you were the perfect copywriter. You seem so fun. You seem so like unapologetically you. And I love that. And I imagine the compliment ever. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's literally we've talked for 10 minutes. We didn't know each other before this. But I also love that like what you said about like getting to know those tiny details of people. I bet that helps so much in copywriting because you can really just open somebody up and be like, this is what you sound like. Here you go. Copywriting. Yeah. One of my my tips that I always give to my clients and people who like follow me on social media, I give this tip every so often because obviously 
copywriting is like a luxury. It's, it's a little bit more expensive and it's something that you have to invest in. And so not everyone, obviously, depending where they are on their journey is able to invest in that. And so a tip that I always give for people who want to write their own copy for emails or for their website or for whatever is instead of sitting at your computer and writing what you want to say, and you're probably just staring at your screen, like, I don't know what I want to say. I usually encourage people to either hop on video or literally pull out your phone and just record yourself talking and just say what you want to say in your own words. And then you can use an app to literally transcribe it to like your computer or wherever. And then you can just take out any of the likes or the ums and then just switch up the text and like the verbiage a little bit so that it makes a little bit more sense wherever you're using it. And I really love that because I feel like it, it's an easy way. If you are writing your own copy and you're feeling stuck, I feel like it's a really easy way for you to just get more focused. You're not staring at your computer, just wondering, you're able to just casually talk to the recording. And it just sounds a lot more human. I think, I think the thing that we have removed from copy, especially with, I know AI is becoming a huge thing right now. And a lot of people are worried about AI taking over what they do, but I think a huge thing that like AI and no one else can do for you unless you introduce it yourself or you encourage it yourself is like bringing that humanness in. And so that's what I always want to do with my clients. That's what I always encourage people to do is just to bring that humanness back. Because again, business is personal. We want to know people and it's okay to have fun with it. It's okay for it to be you. It doesn't have to sound like the most formal thing ever. It's fun and people like it because it's you, right? Totally. I love that bringing the human into it again. In such a world where like everything is automated too, like I have a lot of clients where I like will automate so much, but there's only so much you can automate and some things you really have to add that personal twist to. I've actually been, I have a content that I want to post on this, but I haven't gotten around to it. So maybe I will now about humanizing automations because again, I hear so much about wanting to set up automations, which is amazing and systematizing your business. And that's definitely something I want to focus on this year. And I think it's important while you are creating those automations and those systems to bring a little bit of you into it. For example, right now I am in the process of going through my CRM and just rewriting all of the automated emails that go to my clients that are like, set up a meeting this month or pay your invoice this month and just like adding my own voice to it and making it a little bit more fun. So it's not just like an automated email popping into your inbox being like, you need to pay your invoice in two days. It's, hey, like just a reminder to pay your invoice in two, whatever that sounds like for me. And yeah, I think it's going to be really fun this year to be able to add that extra piece of me into my business. And it also creates a really consistent brand experience for your clients and for everyone who's experiencing your brand, because at every single point, whether they're interacting with in automation or it's you, right, they're going to have the same experience and, you know, they're going to be excited by the fact that you're emailing them, not just necessarily getting an email from HoneyBook's like automated messages. Like it feels more exciting totally. when you know that someone's in your inbox as opposed to just like an automated message, but they don't know that it's automated. Totally. Also, side note, I use HoneyBook and it's great. I love it's it. So it's good. the best. It's so good. My one downside with it, this is complete tangent, not related to anything, is that all of my clients are American. So I like to charge an American, yes. um, but you can only charge in like your currency. It's my one yes. downside of HoneyBook. 
I agree. That is the worst part. I always have this frustration where I have to like tell my clients in emails. I'll be like, okay, like it says it's this in Canadian. So like just do the conversion on your own. <laughs> yeah. Which is like an totally. extra step. But yeah, I wish you could add an extra currency to it because I would just make it so much easier. Totally. I've emailed them. I'm I've asked for it. <laughs> Hopefully soon. Yeah. Anyways, back to the podcast. I think that's a really great way to kind of tie in the podcast too of what we do here at Wildly Balanced, which is like giving yourself permission to do things your way and do things like how you want to. And it's like, you don't have to systemize it so much that you're not even a part of it and kind of thing. Like you can still have that human touch point, that human experience in every part of your systemizing, even if it is automated. And something else I like to talk about too, is when I first started, I was like, automation means you set it and forget it and you never look at it again thing. And it's no, I like to be involved in every part of my business too. So like systemizing like an invoice to say, doesn't necessarily mean automate an invoice to send on the first of every month. It could be like, here's my checklist that I go through each month of sending the personal message and like tallying up my hours or whatever. And that's my system. So it doesn't have to be like a done for me, but it's like a set way that like I do things. I really like that. Actually, I've never heard anyone talk about it that way, but I really like that because I agree. I think there is so much for good reason. There's so much talk about creating these automations that just run your business for you, which is incredible and such a time saver, but also I enjoy the process of, I know I have to write an email to this client and I know I have to send this invoice. And so I really like that. I think I'm going to, I might borrow that checklist idea and implement Take that it. into my business because I love it. That's <laughs> fantastic. Stealing. Yeah. Yes. It's so good for onboarding too. Cause I don't know about copywriting, but like the way that I run my business, I'm a general admin VA. So my like onboarding is very personal for each client and I don't really do like package based. I like to work like long-term with clients. So like onboarding is not very often because I'll sign on a client and then we'll work together for a year. But onboarding is such like a personalized experience especially because it's like what they want and it's like this catered package that we create together so it's I can't just automate that but it's like I have an onboarding checklist of like book the discovery call write the email be like here's what we talked about and it's like sometimes I'll get like a like a welcome present kind of thing that I like to do so it's like that's also personalized and it's like I can't just automate that because I want it to be a surprise Yeah, I love that. I think it's a good balance of saving yourself time and making things work for you while also creating a great, fine experience. And like, as long as as it works for us and makes sense for our schedules, then like, I'm for it. I'm here for it. Totally. Yeah. Feel free to steal that. Anyone listening, feel free (laughs) to steal that. I'd love to talk. You've talked about like the values as a business owner, and I'd love to talk about what values means to you and like how you found your values and what you do every day to maintain those and honor those values? Oh, I love this question. For me, I feel like in my previous business, I had a different set of values and I feel like not entirely, but I think they shift and alter depending on where you are in your life. And I think a lot of the people who don't necessarily know about value-based businesses or, or think that having values in your business is just tied to standing up for different causes and inclusion and equity and all of those topics. But one of the big conversations that I have with my clients is that your values don't necessarily have to be tied to that. And all companies have values, whether you know it or not, it's just a process of sitting down and thinking about 
your values. And a helpful exercise is literally just to sit down with a piece of paper and take a timer and, and just write down the things that you think are really important to your process and in your business and things that you really enjoy doing that are special to your process. So I had a call with a new client yesterday and we were talking about her values and she said she wasn't too sure about what her values were. And I said, okay, let's just talk through it. And don't worry so much about assigning words to it, but let's come up with some descriptions so that you can have an idea and see what those values look like for you. And so in the end, we were able to kind of group those things that she thinks are important in her business together. And so for me, I have four main values in my business and they are integrity. So that basically me holding myself accountable, if things don't necessarily go right, also holding my clients to, to be hold up integrity with me in that process as well. Equity is another one of them. So just always looking to do what's right and to give back to the community. Community is another one, just always looking to give back to the community, whether that's through creating content, being able to, to give as much back to the online community, as well as to my local community in person, and also just doing as many collaborations and working collaboratively with people, because that's super important. And then the last one is, this one's a fun one, it's boldness. So just being able to, yeah, to push the boundaries on things and to not resign myself to doing something the way that things are traditionally done, just because I feel like that's how it should be. And so I feel like for me, I've got a mix of traditional values that companies would uphold and then putting a little bit of my own spin on it. So it doesn't have to, I think a lot of people feel very, I don't know. I feel like people think that creating values for your business is such a tough and hard process, but if you take that time or you sit down with the paper, I am confident that you have aspects of your business that you feel very strongly about and that you want to continue to encourage like client experience, like transparency, those kinds of things. Those are your values, whether you know it or not, it's just putting a name to them. And then also being able to tell your clients and to tell your audience how you are implementing those values in your business. That's one of the most important things, right? You can have these values and they can be great and you can have these beautiful descriptions and assign them a great place on your website. But if you're not actually taking the action to have them in your business, they're just there. So you got to have them and then also show how you use them. But yeah, they're a really great way to if you're ever stuck in your business and you're trying to figure out how to move forward with something, for example, if you have a client situation, you're not sure how to deal with, you just reflect back on your values and think about how you would deal with that situation based on those values. And it really helps keep your business structured and keep you moving forward in that way. Totally. Oh, I love this so much. And I think I've been doing a lot of reflection on my values because I've been in business for like going on four years now and I've never really had a set of boundaries. And then like in the last quarter, last year in 2022, I like just sat down and I was like, okay, hey, what are my values? And I wrote them out and I was like, I feel so much better now. Yeah, I think it's a really good way to stay authentic to you too. If, if you're doing something, be like, oh, does this, does this honor my values. If not, I'm maybe I'm not being authentic. So I think that's a really good way. Yeah. Do you want to hear my values? I would actually. Cool. My first one is probably the most important for me is ease. I just want business to be easy for me. And I want my clients to be like 
this is easy. I want them to feel supported in the most easeful way. So that's really powerful for me. That's something I hold very highly as a virtual assistant, especially even just, you know, when you get on a website and it's, this is gorgeous. This is beautiful. Like the copy is so beautiful, but like, how do I give you money? It was like hard to navigate. I just want it to be just so easy. Uh, thank you. My other one is respect. So I want to treat my clients with respect and I like require that respect to be given back to me. Cause if I mess up, it happens. Nobody's perfect. Like I will take ownership of it, but if the client messes up too, like I expect the same respect from them. So they like take ownership of it as well because running a business is hard and like You got to respect it, man. Also something I've been trying to do in 2023, one of my intentions is like to give my business respect because I've never like treat, I've always treated it as a side hustle, which doesn't make sense because it's been my full-time gig for three years now. So it's not treating it without respect. So that's another one. And then freedom is one for years. I was like, I started a business so that I could work when I wanted and like sleep until 11 and then work kind of thing. And that's always been like, it's always felt inauthentic because that wasn't actually my value. The freedom value was freedom to work wherever I wanted. (laughs) So like I started my business to travel. So it's like, I need, and I was like, oh, I'll set my alarm for eight and then I'll snooze until 11 and then I'll work. And it felt very like inauthentic and not very productive. And then I was like, what is going on? Sucks to wake up early if you don't have to, if you set your own hours, but I will sacrifice that to be able to work from like a beach in Bali. That is so interesting. I have never thought about freedom being where you work instead of the hours, because I have felt the exact same where I want to be chill and I want to have chill working hours where I like don't work until noon and then, you know, only work a little bit, but I feel like that's not what works best for me. And now I think I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board and like really think about that because I've learned the last couple of months that having a schedule is what works best for me. And I think that so often, again, like we're told or like it's promoted online. I guess I should say that like, we should be doing our business like this specific way that like gives us this freedom to like work whenever we want. But I really like that, that you're like honoring what you need and what your business needs and knowing that and choosing that for yourself. So I feel like I'm really going to have to, I'm going to have to journal on that. That's really helpful. Thank you. Totally. I know it was like this epiphany moment of that's not what it means. Cause I was like, oh, I didn't start a business to get up at 8 a.m. or 6 a.m. or whatever. If I wanted that, I'd work a nine to five. And it's like, no, I started a business so I could take it on the road with me. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. And my last value, because I have four, is inclusivity. So I just want to create like a safe space. And regardless of like race, sexual orientation, gender, anything, I just want everyone to feel, I just want everyone to feel welcome and loved. That's a As they quote should. from me, girls. Bake them all <laughs> a cake and be happy. <laughs> yeah, I tried to bring that into like my everything. And I think it's really interesting too, because it's like, those are my values. And that's what I like hold an honor every day in my business but like my why is so different like my why and my values are different Ooh, do you want to share do you feel comfortable sharing about your why I would love to hear it yeah yeah it's like similar ish but the why I started a business was I've talked about this before and like my journey getting started was like 
traveling. So like I wanted to travel. And so it was like, I would work for five, six months as hard as I could. And then I would take as much time off as I could from that job, spend all of my money traveling until I like just had enough for rent and then come back and repeat that cycle of like work, quit, travel, spend all your money and just like start from zero and do it again. So like the reason I started a business was like to find a way to travel sustainably. Mm-hmm. So that's where it came from. I was, I was like, oh yeah, freedom. So I can travel so I can like sleep until noon and then work kind of thing. Love so that, that was like something I held for so long. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. no, even though it sucks, I'm going to have to get up and been trying really hard to start work at nine sharp, mm-hmm. be at my desk kind of thing. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard not having a specific schedule and it's hard being your own boss because you have to hold yourself accountable to do stuff. But if you don't do something, there's no one holding you accountable unless it's like a client, then obviously like you have to. (laughs) Totally. And as like working from home too, it's like trying to find that work-life balance of like my desk is in my bedroom. Like I'll get up and then I'll work and just like trying to find that balance. Like right now I'm at my friend's house and I'm like, taking over their living room all day, recording episodes. So it's like trying to find the balance and stay grounded while I'm working. Yeah. I'd love to hear a little bit about your why and what your why means to you. Yeah. Uh, I got into entrepreneurship actually as a, I feel like as a lot of people did as a way to help my mental health which is actually interesting now that I look at it in hindsight, I found that while I was working in a traditional career, I was juggling too much, especially having my daughter who was so young at the time. And so that was a lot. And I was just burnt out and like completely exhausted. And so I was like, you know what, if I can do entrepreneurship full time, that will solve all my problems. And that did not solve any of my problems. Spoiler alert, it did not solve everything magically. (laughs) I wish it did, but I actually found that entrepreneurship, it actually like exacerbated a lot of those issues for the first year or so, actually probably longer than that, almost two years of being a business owner. And it's taken about, I would say like almost the last year of me just like actually understanding how to support my mental health and be an entrepreneur at the same time, which is actually really great because I feel like you also talk about that on the podcast and just like having that kind of balance. And yeah, it's really tough. I think a lot of people think that it's awesome to work your own schedule and have all this freedom, which it is. It's amazing, but it's not talked about as often how like consuming owning a business can be. So that was why why I originally got into entrepreneurship and also something that has been with me for both of my businesses that I've started is the fact that I just want to make an impact wherever I go, if that makes sense. I think a lot of people think that having an impact means like you're going to change the world and you're going to do these big things. But realistically, like even if I just make an impact by helping one person, I think that's enough. And yeah, I don't know. I think that's a really strong why for me. And I have to force myself to turn into that why, because I think a lot of days scrolling on the internet, I feel like, oh my gosh, like, why do I not have 50 million followers? And why am I not making $3 million a year? <laughs> you know what I mean? It can be, really? hard to see. yeah, it can be so hard to see 
like other people posting about this is what you need to do to get fame and success and it's that's not my why and obviously I need money to survive and to thrive and to do great things but turning back to that why and wanting to make an impact and also wanting to take care of mental health has been the reason why I've stayed in entrepreneurship and will continue to stay in entrepreneurship as long as I can. Totally. I love that. I think it's a saying comparison is the thief of joy. And once you start comparing yourself to others, it's like, why me? Why not me? Yeah. Whenever I do that, I have to put down my phone because it's usually because I've been scrolling on Instagram (laughs) for a couple hours. Totally. Late at night. Yeah. It's, it's not great. (laughs) It's bad. It's bad. I set timers for myself on all my apps. Yes. And they're still, they're like two hour apps or two yeah. hour timers. And I still hit them and extend them like almost every time. And I'm like, it's fine. One more day won't hurt. That is very funny because every time my husband will make a joke, because every time he sees that like timer thing come up on the app where it's like, it's time for you to stop using it. I just like automatically click like 15 minutes or ignore for today. And he's mm-hmm. like, why do you do that? Like, why do you even have it there? Like, it gives me peace of mind to think that exactly. I am trying to do something good. Am I doing it? No, but I'm trying. <laughs> We're trying. We're making it happen. Totally. I think another thing too, like the way it ties into the the value of this podcast and the why of this podcast is that like, I did an episode a couple episodes back called redefining what success looks like and I think that's a huge thing of like you see entrepreneurship and you're like okay the end goal is like 10k months or like six figures without work a day and you're like without doing anything a day and it's that's not what success looks like for me that's not why I got into business kind of thing so it's like your definition of success and your why is going to look different like depending who you are like my definition of success is like sustainably having a business that can travel with me that I think yeah I think something I'm going to start doing periodically is maybe every quarter is just sitting down and like reminding myself of why I got into business and then refocusing what I'm doing based on that so that I can continue to support that vision instead of unsustainably trying to force myself to align with other people's goals and what they want for their business yes I love that so much I also a thought popped up when you're talking about your why and how your why is like to make an impact. Am I correct with that? That's what you said, right? Cool. Yeah. A quote came up and I don't for the life of me remember what it's from. It might be from Grey's Anatomy, but it was like every single one of you is in this room to make an impact. Cause I think it was, I think it was Grace because it was all doctors. If somebody is screaming at me, yeah. If somebody is like screaming at me being like, it's from this, please DM me on Instagram. Tell me where it's from. But it was like, each one of you is in here to make an impact. And if the only person you impact is you, that's okay. Like something like that. And I was like, oh, in the feels. That's amazing. It's so good. I love that. Yeah. So even if business, if you're the only one you impact, that's okay. I feel like we just need a mic drop moment of silence. (laughs) (laughs) Except don't actually drop the podcast mic because I feel like you would never be able to use it again. (laughs) I know this isn't even my mic. I'm borrowing it. (laughs) I won't drop it, I swear. I think this has been such a fun conversation. I feel like I want to start whining. I feel like I could talk to you forever because this has been so fun. That's so sweet. I feel like, yeah, this has been such a great conversation. I love just, it's something I'm trying to just fully embracing lately has just been like 
to be a sustainable business owner and to make it sustainable and be successful, whatever success looks like to you is like to remain authentic. That's the bottom line. Yeah. I love like, that. I no matter like what your like- values are, stick to them, honor them every day and remain authentic and you're going to be successful, whatever success looks like to you. I love that. I was going to say, I need like a tattoo of that, but that may be a little bit too big. So maybe like a put on t-shirt. Yeah, a little bit more sustainable for long-term. <laughs> I love it. New merch line coming soon. <laughs> Just kidding. Amazing. This has been such a good, powerful conversation. And I'm really curious what your unpopular opinion is around first thing that comes to mind, whatever we've been talking about. Okay, so earlier today, I actually was talking to a few people about how their unpopular opinion is also that they don't like milk on cereal. I have never heard Ooh, anyone else except far. those. Yeah, <laughs> I have never heard anyone else except those two other people, other than me, say that. And so that is my unpopular opinion because I feel like the milk just gets like all like gross. It like makes it all. I don't like it. <laughs> Dry oh food is always it for me. I love that. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so out of the blue and I love it so much. So you just have a dry? Yeah, I, t- I don't eat cereal that often, but if I do, no milk. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. My partner doesn't have milk in his cereal. He just eats dry cereal. We're making a club. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of, I have been vegan for so many years now. So like, I'm a fan of almond or soy milk, but if you drink weir- real milk, like cow's milk, you're crazy. Yeah. I <laughs> Especially don't like on that. cereal. I don't like that either. I am vegetarian, but I used to be vegan. And so I feel like I've never truly nice. went for like regular milk. So <laughs> That's so fair. I love that so much. Cool. My last question for you is what does your permission slip say? this week I can go first to give you a little second to think yeah, about it. it I like to not put my guests on the spot apparently I didn't think of one either I think that my permission slip this week is to let it be easy it's the first thing that comes up is ease is one of my values and like I've been really diving into copywriting lately and not like for other people but like for myself kind of thing and I'm doing a new segment on my blog because I'm like in this year I started traveling like I went down to my sister's house for Christmas and then I don't plan on going back to my house (laughs) anytime soon so I really want to like document my travels in a segment called the workcation chronicles on my website (laughs) thank you so yeah I've at the time of recording this I have two segments up so I'm proud of myself for it's just like a weekly recap journal diary moment for myself so I can so look back and document it. Yeah. I love that. And it's been really fun. To, I'm not overthinking it. I'm like, I don't care if nobody reads this. This is for me. So I'm really just like letting it be easy. So that's my permission slip. I love that. I think this week, my permission slip would, in not specific terms, I guess, just be about embracing your humanness and if things happen, am I allowed to swear? Absolutely. If things happen, especially in your business, fuck it. So before this episode and the recording started, we were chatting a little bit about how I was recording a workshop recently 
with another business owner and I had made a few errors and thought that they were going to be edited out and then found out at the end that they weren't going to be edited out and that happened. So it wasn't my favorite. And then I've been working on launching my new membership at the end of this month and I've had a bunch of little speed bumps, not quite roadblocks enough to slow me down. And so I'm currently working on an email to my waitlist community tomorrow to just let them know that stuff happens and not everything's perfect. So yeah, I guess this week I'm just giving myself permission and love everyone else to give themselves permission to embrace the humanness and that sometimes shit gets fucked up and that's okay. And no one cares. Someone like sees that I messed up, like no one's truly going to care. It is what it is. I love that so much. So much. I feel like that kind of speaks. That's what my like respect value means too of shit happens everyone's human if you mess up take ownership and move on love that yeah I love you so much yeah it's been so good talking to you and getting to know you where can our listeners find you online I think this is coming out like February ish so your memberships should be live so give us all the deets yeah so you can find me on Instagram that's where I'm most active my handle is by Maddie O'Coin. And all the details about my membership will be over on Instagram and also on my website, which is www.bymaddieocoin.com. Amazing. I love that so much. We'll have everything linked in the show notes as well, because your last name is spelled interestingly. (laughs) It's like A-U-C-O-I-N. A coin. <laughs> so we'll have all that linked. Go follow her. Go check out her website. Join the membership if you're an entrepreneur and you love community. It's so fun. Awesome. Amazing. And yeah, if you're on Instagram and you want to give us a little follow, wildly.balance, check out our website, wildlybalancepodcast.com. There might be a rebrand coming on the website pretty soon. So check it out. And if you want to be a guest, we have a application form on our website. We love creative entrepreneurs just talking about everything, whether you're Canadian, not Canadian, we'll have you. <laughs> this has been so fun.